Life, life happens with Pimelo Motine. Okay, so I've promised you another treat, and this is going to be all the way until three o'clock. We are going to go on a musical journey, and I, I just couldn't think of somebody to do it with us, none other than R.J. Benjamin, because he's not just a musician. He is a musician's musician, if that makes any sense. So someone who understands how the music is composed, how the music is produced, how the voice blends into composition and all of that. You need somebody who understands and gets it all. So he's agreed to do this with us and uh, he's here with us for his very first edition of what's promising to be a really entertaining entertainment feature. Sam Cook is who we're looking at. Good afternoon, RJ. Good afternoon. Thanks for doing this. It's a great pleasure. I love talking about this kind of thing. And, uh, this is going to be wonderful. So I guessed when you picked who you picked, I thought to myself, okay, um, I'm, I'm not surprised for one for one reason. I mean, this is soul music. Yeah. That's, that's the first thing I thought, yeah. oh, okay. No, no, no. Soul is in your DNA, isn't it? Completely. I mean, it's all my dad's fault. Um, <laughs> I know my mother was a Beatles fan and some other artists, but my dad <laughs> just refused to let me listen to anything else. But I, so, so look, he was a huge influence, and yeah. to this very day. And and you rank Sam Cooke as one of two soul soul guys. Well, I mean, I, well, look, I, certainly in the history of soul music, yeah. the birth of soul were, uh, was Ray Charles. Yeah. Um, and essentially, what soul music is—I mean, it's R and B in this day and age. Soul, R and B, rhythm mm. and blues—it's all—it's all connected. Mm. But but Ray Charles essentially was was the first artist to take um, gospel the, mm. the gospel music and secularize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of people followed suit from there. Mm. I mean, you name it: mm. um, Aretha Franklin, mm. um, Otis Redding. Mm. Uh, sure, uh, Marvin Gaye. I mean, the whole of Motown, mm. uh, James Brown. I mean, it just goes on and on. You know, Beyonce came from the mm. church, Mary mm. J. Blige. It's uh, uh, and 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 there's a lot of relatable stories there mm. to our artists because I'm almost willing to bet that the vast majority of great singers in this country l- learned their craft from the church. From the church. Mm. I didn't. I'm yeah. Jewish, but um uh, my dad thankfully uh didn't like block me off from first of soul music mm-hmm. and second of gospel music so mm-hmm. I, f- I felt like I, I almost got my my understanding of the church uh from my dad who um who wasn't uh a, you know necessarily a practicing christian mm-hmm. um but 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 yet I felt like I dug my my feet in. And I mean, he, his journey is also very similar from the church. Yeah. Sam Cooke as well. He was the next guy. Yeah. So 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 um, you know, Ray Charles was uh, broke out in about 1953, mm-hmm. uh, um, but there wasn't really another act that that created that sound that Ray Charles had for probably another three four years, mm-hmm. and that's where Sam Cooke uh, s- sort of came into play. Um, and it's interesting. There were a lot of other singers around uh, where where Sam came from, yeah. um, which is in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, who who really um, uh, became big artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mavis Staples, the Staples singers, 
uh, I'll Take You There was their big song. Mm-hmm. That was around those circles. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the singer's name now, but uh, she sang Young Hearts Run Free. She was from those circles. Mm-hmm. Her and her friends used to go take a little bag of chips and watch <laughs> uh, Sam and, and, his, and his gospel group perform. Yes. Um, Lou Rawls. I actually discovered this on YouTube last night because I did not know this. Yes. Um, so you made me do a bit more research <laughs> about it, which I didn't know. Yes. Um, it just uh, he. It's weird, but Sam Cooke was the guy uh, not Ray Charles, yes. who who created almost like this burst in the late 1950s of those gospel singers going, we're moving into the secular market. Ah, what was it about his name that he didn't like? Why, why the name well, change? Well, okay, so, um, a, and this is a relatable thing to South African uh, gospel singers. Yeah. There's a, it's not a... People, the, the gospel community does not like it when you go into secular music. And they'll, ah, got you. And they'll make they've you know kind about of lo- They've kind of lost you to yes. the other. And yeah. the gospel circuit, particularly in the late 40s and 50s in uh, in the US, mm-hmm. was as big as like the the, the white pop circuit yes, in America. Yes. It, it was as big as, I mean, our gospel yeah, uh, industry is huge. No, it's huge. huge. Yeah. So just imagine... Uh, that that big maybe ten times yes, bigger. Sounds. There was a circuit that you used to go. Uh, I think they called the Gospel Highway. Sure. And there were gigs, and you had guaranteed gigs. You would tour from town to town to town to town, and you could make a great living as a gospel star. Yes. Um, but he was itching to do more than that, mm. and and I think because of this fear that if you don't make it, mm. then they'll never let you back in. Mm-hmm. So he tried to get into the secular market by changing his name. Dan, was it? Um, I think it was Dan. Dan, Dan Cook. Dan Cook. And, um, <laughs> didn't fly. It didn't fly because he's such a, uh, um, his voice is so distinctive. Mm. Um, uh, uh, it's so, and that gospel can really hurt him a mile away. Mm. As soon as they heard the song, um, there was a song called, uh, I think it was called Wonderful, Oh, You're Wonderful, something like that. Um, and initially the song, uh, he almost plagiarized. And they they realized that there was a song about um, Jesus mm. and God. Mm. You know, God, you're wonderful. Ah. And now he, he changed okay. it slightly yeah. that the lyrics were now about um, a lady. Yes. Um, and, and so they were not happy with this at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, he, and they tried to sort of... Uh, scold him and remind him that he needs to come back mm-hmm. he did one more performance after after that song was released mm-hmm. and it actually they, they were so angry with him mm-hmm. he thought i actually can't stay here anymore i've done too much damage mm-hmm. i need to go into secular music but stayed with the name sam cook well he the, he then was like yeah, there's no it. point in changing my name yeah. i'm 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 releasing music in the secular market yeah. as who I, I am, am. Mm-hmm. and and um and his next release was a song called you send me mm-hmm. um which just blew yeah, up. Yeah, no, that was that it, was crazy. it was a smash hit. Yeah, and and ultimately that that led Sam to become one of the greatest soul singers of all time. Should we play that? You send me by Sam Cook. Life, life happens with Pimelo Motine. So my guest is R.J. Benjamin, and we are on a musical journey, and we are focusing on the music of Sam Cooke. We are going to give you all kinds of interesting insights on the life and times of Sam Cooke as we then offer you some music as well to go along with it. So here was a man who had decided, this is it. Okay, I'm from the church. The church the church, and the gospel community is rejecting me. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and do my thing and remain who I am. Yes. Something else happened. 
Yeah, so, so um, I mean, as you can hear, even from You Send Me, it's quite a clean song. Mm. It's certainly not what, what, what... Not provocative at all, uh, no. Uh, no, not, not at all. It's not necessarily soulful, yeah, you know. No, yeah. and, and he was appealing to the white market. Mm. As, a, as a black artist in America at the mm. time, you kind of had to whitewash yourself in order to have number one hits. Mm. And a lot of his material was quite clean. Mm. Good, uh, heading into the 60s, mm. something started to change in him. I think he realized that this was taking um, black music mm. nowhere. Mm. And he started to write about real things. And one of the, the earliest signs of that change in his songwriting, instead of writing about love songs and sweet songs and innocent songs and clean songs, mm. he wanted to write about things that were really happening. Mm. And Chain Gang, which was his second biggest hit, mm. was, was a real song. His band and him drove past um, a bunch of prisoners, mostly black prisoners, mm. And he saw them as being uh, messed up, uh, hard done by by the man, the white establishment. And here they are in a chain gang, mm. chained together, mm. fixing the road, mm. um, dealing with uh, really tough lives with families outside of prison, but having to do some terrible things inside of prison. And that that's where the song Chain Gang, gang came from. And the amazing thing is mm. it still became a smash hit, even though it was about real issues. Uh, which then says to me, this was obviously the pivotal moment there for him in his career. It was without a doubt a turning point. Right, Chain Gang by Sam Cooke. Happens with Pinelo Modine. We're on a musical journey. My guest is R.J. Benjamin. Uh, our focus this afternoon is Sam Cooke. We, we, we're really looking at the life and times of Sam Cooke as we play you the music that he obviously gifted us with over the years. So we are at a point where he makes this pivotal change in his career. And he, he surprisingly, I think, then kind of reaches the top of the charts by absolute, was it chance or was it just the timing? Uh, being the right time. But that's the music industry. And yeah. I mean, that's why looking into the history of music is is great for young artists. Mm-hmm. I love doing it because because you realize sometimes that it's just it's right time, time. right yeah. place. Yeah. And and with Sam Cooke, it most definitely was. Yeah. Um, I mean, the end of his career is 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 quite tragic. Mm. It was a short career, and mm. yet he he really cemented his name as one of the the great soul artists, soul singers um, mm. for the rest of time. Was it the yearning of an artist who was telling the story that needed to be told? I mean, that at that time, obviously, the U.S. was in turmoil as well, um, right. racially and all of those things. Yeah. So saying something that people want to hear, you know, you see us, you are making us prominent. Right. And could that be the issue there? Uh, look, I, I just think he was a, ma- a man who was seeing what was going on. Mm. And he happened to be, I think, one of the first artists who took action against um, what was going on in in the U.S. at the time. Mm. I suppose you you can only truly understand if you you were there at the time. Um, But there were three um, things that really led him to create his absolute greatest song. And Mm. and for me, one of the greatest civil rights songs of all time. And one of the greatest songs of all time, hands hands down. so there were three incidents. Yeah. The one incident um, that left a mark on him was his first kind of experience now having been a star mm-hmm. of um, experiencing racism mm. and uh, mm. a- and how cold it can be. And mm. I think, again, it's so relatable for South Africans, mm. especially if you grew up uh, you, you know, in the apartheid when mm. 
um, when so much of that was just institutionalized. Mm. And in America, it, it was that way mm. in, in certain um, areas. Mm. So him and his band went off to do a, a gig, a performance in Louisiana. Mm. And beforehand, they had booked themselves into a hotel, as you do with a tour. Mm. Um, so now you drive into town, and then you quickly go and you check in at the hotel. The hotel didn't realize that they were black. Black, yeah. And as soon as they 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 got there, the hotel said, "We, I'm sorry, but but you can't stay here. You're not staying here." And Sam Cooke was furious. Mm. Obviously, his band were furious too. Um, and it actually got uh, so heated mm. that it led to um, them An getting arrested. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's a he said, uh, they said mm. thing going on, but but ultimately they spent some about five five hours in the Louisiana jail, mm. Sam and, and two or three of his band members, mm. and he was so angry about this. Mm. It, it 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 really stirred something in him. Mm. The the second um, incident or the the second thing that that really kind of started to shape him was this friendship he was starting to create with some seriously important and influential mm. black Americans. Mm. Malcolm X, mm -hmm. Muhammad Ali mm. were, the, were the prominent ones. There was also a guy named Jim Brown. Mm. Um, now, I didn't know who Jim Brown was until I really started to dig into to, um, you know, the history of Sam Cooke. Jim mm. Brown was essentially the first American football superstar. Mm. Um, still alive mm. and, a comp and an absolute legend. And, mm. and he really led the way for the Michael Jordans yes. and all the other yeah. incredible, yeah. you know, black athletes specifically from the US mm. um, and there's this fascinating story about um, uh, Muhammad Ali who was uh, prior to that he, he wasn't a world champion yet but he was and he was Cassius Clay he hadn't changed his yes, name yet um, and there's this famous story about he had just won a, a huge boxing match yeah. and um, a, being a black athlete um, no one throws you p parties afterwards so he wow. so he went back to his hotel but there's this famous meeting or, or gathering yes. of Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown Jeez. in this hotel for the evening. Um, and there was a play that was actually put on at the Market Theatre last year um, about yes, this. It's yes. called um, One Night in Miami. Yeah. And um, obviously no one knows what was said, but the play is really fascinating. <laughs> and if it ever comes back, you guys have to watch this show. It was incredible. No one knows really what was said. But the fact is, Sam Cooke was around... Outspoken people like Muhammad Ali and, and Malcolm X who were trying to make a change, who were trying to bring the civil rights movement f further, mm. um, their struggle, so to speak. Mm. Um, he even recorded a song with Muhammad Ali called The Gangs Were Here. That's how close they were. So he was deep in it. Mm. And these guys were influencing his mind to say, look what you're doing. You're getting to the top of the billboard charts. Let's speak about real issues. The third big thing that happened um, was... Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. Now, Bob Dylan was really the first artist to create um, conscious music, mm -hmm. um, to speak about uh, really deep things that were on the ground and, and affecting all of America, white and black. But essentially, Bob Dylan was the first guy to write a song directly about the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. um, this little white Jewish guy, you know, and he wrote a song called Blowing in the Wind. Uh, how many rows must a man walk down before he calls himself a man? Um, all these beautiful lines. Um, and essentially, uh, Sam did not like the fact that a white guy, a white man, 
did, wrote that, and not a black man. Yes. And you can understand yeah. that. And he basically said, "I'm going to be I'm, the custodian. I'm going to be that black artist <laughs> yeah. who's going to write that song." And yeah. he he essentially from there decided he was going to write "A Change Is Going to Come." Mm. It's it's a deeply important song yeah. in the history yeah. of music, in the history of the civil rights mo- movement, it. and beyond. Yeah. And ultimately. Um, it, it kind of led to his death. Yeah. Uh, his wife and friends kept on saying to him, it's this, the song is eerie. When, when he played it to him, it feels like death. That's what they said to him. And more than wow. one person said that to wow. him. Um, before the song really became huge, mm. Sam um, was at a bar. Mm-hmm. Now, he was a married man. He took a woman to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, something happened at the hotel between him and the woman. She ran away. He went downstairs to, the, to reception. Mm. And the, the, the lady who owns the hotel and him had some kind of altercation. Mm. No one knows the true story. Mm. No People have surmised that it might be, uh, uh, there might be uh, a big controversy because he was a leader in the civil rights movement at the yeah. time. Yeah. Were they trying to kill him off? Essentially, she, she shot him three times. And he so died. They, they may have bought, anybody, nobody knows. No one knows nobody the truth. Knows There's a lot the of people was, who yeah. are wondering. She says she was defending uh, herself. And there's this famous line where he basically said to her, lady, you shot me. And then obviously sure. those were probably isn't his last that, words. Isn't that eerie? It's very eerie. But I mean, isn't that what makes superstars what they are? I mean, they have these endings where yeah. we can't quite finish it off and it stays That's mysterious true. forever. And, For the rest of his life. And, you yeah. know, just as he was at the peak of his career and, and this yeah. happens. Yeah. At least he, he he created one of the, the greatest songs of all time. It, it, no, no, no. This is this was this is one that I think Americans look as as a song that resonates with a specific time. Um, yes. You know, across the board, this this is a pivotal song that that marks an era in Americans' history that yeah. I think everybody can relate to. Look, it's a very important song. I can tell you now. Whenever I do music reality shows, you know, mm. I worked on Idols and The Voice and various other shows. Everybody, all these shows always want it. Someone always wants to sing a change is going to come. Mm. My issue is generally uh, with this is I know they haven't done the research. And the song it. is so deep. There's so much depth to, uh, to a change is going to come mm. that I feel you're, short, you're shortchanging uh, the viewer. You're shortchanging yourself if you haven't gone and, and done the research. The change is going to come. Sam Cook. In a little tent. Oh, and just like the river I've been running Ever since It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes it will It's been too hard living But I'm afraid I don't know what's up there Beyond the sky It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh, yes it will Somebody keep telling me don't hang around It's been a long, 
Such a pleasure having you, RJ Benjamin. Thank you for the gift of music. Thank oh, you. So I can do this all day. So, so great. So great. It's, it's really been wonderful. And thank you to all of you who've tuned in today. It's been a wonderful week. It's been an interesting week. It's been a heavy week for, for many of us as well. Uh, I look forward to having another week with you next week. Let's do it again. Monday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And I want to thank my entire team. I want to thank Botloka Matlosa. I want to thank Tabelo Mapupudi, uh, Mpapudi and uh, Zelma Chibi and Puloso Mosala. These are the people behind all that we do. And there are many more that we don't get to speak about. Thank you. Too. Also, to yourselves for calling in, for being a part of the show. It's three o'clock.